0: You from the top of the Poconos. It's the Balcony Show with your host and Thatcher, Bo Summer, and me, the Mad Cat. We have searched the globe for the best in indie music, so you don't have to. So here we go, the Balcony Show.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Balcony Show. You are listening to your source of independent music. I'm here with the Mad Cat, Donna, and Mike. <laughs> Shout out to Bo. She couldn't be with us tonight. She lost her puppy dog. That's so son, yeah. we're sending hugs and love. Lots um. of love to Bo. So, Mad Cat.
0: it's <laughs> she, like in other news. Let's no. abuse Mad Cat.
1: Okay. The 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 payoff. Did you watch the House of Dragons this week?
0: I did. I okay. did.
1: I I wondered what Larkeys was getting for all that information, but I did not think it was that.
0: You know, it's, it was weird because at first, when the first moment she took her shoes off and faced him, like, it was almost like my brain immediately went into uh, denial mode because I immediately saw his hand go to, to his to his crotch. And it's like, I was like, you know. But, Wait a minute. Yeah. So it's like, while I'm in denial mode, I'm like, I'm not really registering. And then she sitting talking. The next thing she takes the socks off and I'm like... Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then pushes yeah, the go. shoe across like yeah, yeah, seductive. Yeah. The only thing that was missing is like, we could have put an RSP song behind one of these. <laughs>
2: I'll write one for that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think so. That's your next project, Mike. Yeah.
2: It's
1: <laughs> so, a passion. <laughs> super stoked for tonight's show. We have Shane Alexander on the phone. He, I mean, going to have him on the phone. He is a singer-songwriter from L.A., uh, just an incredible talent and we'll be catching up with him and talking about his tour and everything's but first hit it Dave
3: useless facts facts better-
0: On today's Useless Facts, we have Useless Facts about football. Are they all going, football! Are they all going to be Tom Brady related? On how, oh, on how no, how useless no, no. of a person he is? <laughs> he had the actual audacity to liken his starting out the football season and going into the football season to going on a tour of duty, like in the military. Oh, my God. So this guy, he can't stop himself. He's such a clown. All right. Useless Facts about football. Number one. There have been 224 sets of fathers and sons, and 348 sets of brothers that played in the NFL. Did
1: you know that? No.
0: The numbers, no, but I knew there was there was quite a few. Just because, in, in the Steelers alone, we've had quite a few over the years that have kind of. But that makes
1: up. sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you, I guess, if you have you have connections once you've played for the NFL. Yeah. you know, and connections mm-hmm. mean money, and money means yeah. connections. So, well, you
0: look at uh, Phil Sims? I mean, great quarterback for the Giants, and then you know his 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 son Chris came up through the ranks, and I think I think there's another Sims yet that's still coming up through college. Chris didn't last very long. He got fed to the Wolves. Who was he with? I like, think he was the Jets, and he got hit so hard it freaking ruptured his spleen.
4: Ooh, ooh,
0: yeah, well, he had no protection. You know. Age-old story. All right, useless fact about football number two. The huddle was first used in the 1890s by quarterback Paul Hubbard, who was deaf. Hubbard was concerned with the other team uh, that the other team could interpret his hand signals, so he brought his teammates into a round formation to call plays. That is pretty brilliant. I did
1: oh,
4: not know that and, I didn't know that. Andy, I thought that was interesting. Andy's it deaf. Is.
0: Look out, Paul. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, useless fact number three. The first professional football <laughs> player was William Pudge Heffelfinger. He was paid $500 a game to play in 1892. Wow, 500 you, bucks a game. A a, that was a lot that's of money that's a a lot back, back, back then. then. That's some heavy <laughs> cheese, man. <laughs>
1: <Ew>. <laughs> but what an interesting story. I, I, You know, I would like to know more about Pudge I, and, and Yeah, he got his nickname, Pudge. Yeah, oh. well, hmm. I, I'm sure he was.
0: Pudgy. A big guy. Or, yeah. or the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so like sort of like calling a, call a fat guy skinny. <laughs> you know even. what I mean? What's up, Slim?
5: Yeah. <laughs> that happens.
0: Yeah. yeah. Sure. All right. Useless <laughs> fact number four. The first football game was played in 1869 between Rutgers and Princeton. Who knew? I feel well, like I kind of knew that yeah, in the, in the back that? of my oh, head. I don't
1: know. I didn't. That wasn't, you yeah. know. Wow, that's crazy. But I did not know that football... Started in the 1890s. I, that mm-hmm. was something that I didn't know. I thought it was later.
5: I know that the Little House on the Prairie. And I didn't even
0: think at that Believe point. Believe it or not. I think yeah. at that yeah. point that yeah, their, their, heads, back then. their head caps were still just cloth. They like, didn't even go to leather yet. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Crazy stuff. All right, fact number three. Uh, speaking
1: uh, f- of leather, five. Jonathan
0: played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It takes 3,000 cows to make enough leather to supply the NFL with a year's worth of footballs.
1: Look at I see Mike's face. You know what I thought? That's
0: where Omaha steaks gets <laughs> right? all its meat from.
1: You know what I was thinking? Great, here
0: I hear the rallying like, cry of vegans out there right now.
1: Oh yeah, and not only that, but could you imagine, like, if you were, I'm just being in the frame of a cow, and you're at this game, and they're using a piece of your, like your your <laughs> your kin's <Yeah>. skin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I I imagine that uh, steer hate.
0: Football. It's, it's, it's kind of interesting because now it makes me wonder. I mean, was there a time when the football was actually made of pigskin? Be- no. Because the the vernacular is, let's go throw the pigskin around.
1: No, it was not. That's um, funny. That or it's was like
0: going over H. A. Holmes's house and turning on a lamp. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Useless fact number six. Hank Williams Jr. is a diehard fan of the Steelers. Yeah, uh, that I know.
1: I mean, like, big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he wears, he, 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 they said he has, like, tons and tons of, um, all different kinds of...
0: As a Steelers fan, I'd I'd be, I'd have to throw myself out the door right now if I didn't know that.
1: But wears it to all auditoriums. I mean, he really represents for the team. He really loves his team, so I thought you would like that.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, thanks. That's so thoughtful. Yeah. Now read number seven. Consider... (laughs) Considering we're literally suffering the like the replay of the Bubby Brister years right now with the way everything's going. All right. Uh useless fact number seven. Uh the Green Bay Packers have played the Steelers thirty six times, including one postseason game. With the Green Bay Packers winning twenty games and the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> winning sixteen. Uh, for you people listening right now, <laughs> what you cannot see is me giving Ann the finger. See,
5: she had to take it back. She I'm gave a, you a little something before, yeah. and now she's yeah, taking yeah, yeah. it right back. Uh, I'm a Green I'm, Bay yeah. Packer fan,
1: so, you know, yeah. got to get how
0: they do against the Jets this past week? I don't huh? want to talk about it. Yeah, I bet you don't.
1: <laughs> so anything. Uh, for you
0: listening out there, they beat the dogs. the Jets beat the dog <laughs> snot out of the Packers. That's all I'm saying. Wow.
1: Yeah, well, your team ain't doing so great either. Uh,
0: we beat Tom Brady this week, you know what I mean? If we don't win another game for the rest of the season, I'm good.
1: <laughs> well, anybody who beats Tom Brady, we beat, right? we beat him
0: with a rookie quarterback and a piss poor of a backup quarterback. There you go. You know what I mean?
1: So let's get things started with a song called What a Life by Water Street, and we'll be right back.
6: gluten-free sunrise ocean waves and the look in your eyes daylight And brought me to the ground You brought me to the ground The years go by and the kids grew older On our own but somehow life feels fuller The little moments have never been sweeter
0: and right now we have the first song from tonight's interview with shane alexander the song is something real never dies so give it a listen and when you come back we will have him on the line
1: Everybody. Welcome back to the Balcony Show. We are very excited because we have the LA based indie Shane Alexander. Um, Shane has, wow, you're working on your eighth album. Welcome to the show, Shane. You have opened for Bon Iver, Susan Vega, I've gotta say Sticks for Donna here, Jules <laughs> Seal. You've been in dozens of films, TV credits, and featuring, you know, Alternative American. I, Americana, I, I, wow. What a bio. How does it feel to be you?
7: (laughs) (laughs) Tired, tiring, exhausting. Um, but you know, ever thankful, ever thankful, you know, to be an independent and, you know, I've been, I've been full time since gosh, 2006. Um, and so in order to do that as an independent artist and my own label and my own management and everything else, is just to really work hard and have a high standard and never ever ever stop. <laughs> we
1: just had Joel Holkstra on the show and he said the same thing. Be productive every day. Every day yeah. be productive. So yeah. you know, here you are, you're you're another person that's really making it happen and you're saying the same thing. So there must be absolutely some truth to that. We our first song that our listeners heard was Something Real Never Dies. Um mm-hmm. I, I What I like about your music, Shane, is that it's it's very straightforward. You know, you're telling a story, you're painting a picture, and I, I really like that about your music. You know, I think it can apply to different people, but what does that song mean to you?
7: Well, uh, that song actually was the first one I wrote with my friend Rich Jacks, who's an amazing uh, Grammy-winning producer himself. And uh, he and I now have probably written, gosh, seven or eight songs over the years. Um, but, uh, you know, we we that was the song, again, we the, we wrote the first time we actually got together. And just we were talking about the idea of like everybody has like a first love, you know, like the first one to really get in there and leave a mark. And, and even though it might be decades in the rear view, there's always like a little piece that you carry with you. And, and again, I thought that was a very universal theme you know and for me sort of the you know i, I suppose the the it, everything is always based in some reality and for me you know i i think it was about a little bit of a tip to cap to my college girlfriend you know <laughs> there's been tons of women in my life but there was like the college girlfriend and there was the wife and then there were quite a few in the middle that didn't s- stick to my ribs in the same way <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> yeah
5: and this was also um this song is from your album bliss right now uh-huh. that's wasn't that your first self-produced album
7: it was it was yeah in 2015 um we built my studio in Northern california and it was a giant leap of faith for the family it was an absolutely preposterous thing to do. Um, you know, we, we, we added 1,000 square feet to my home, wow. and um, it's all my studio. And um, so it's an absolute dream. We had no business doing it. We didn't have the money to do it, but we did it the old-fashioned American way and took out a big old loan and we were paying it off for a long time. But the main thing was, you know, I was getting more and more into producing, and each time I made a record, I would have to be away from home for, you know, countless days even if it was in LA or whatever in the traffic and yada yada and I just wanted to uh, I was really you know my wife actually I think she she thought I was going to be a producer long before I did but the thing was I, I produced this kid from Santa Barbara the year before I, I actually volunteered I was a judge for a songwriting competition and the winner was supposed to get a, a, a tar- the great Tara Kacconi was going to produce the winner and so wow. we ended up with we ended up with a tie. And so I volunteered to produce Derek Jennings uh, for nothing. And so I did it in my home studio, which was just in our small bedroom at the time. And uh, it was a lovely experience. Um, but my wife and daughter were like, oh, my God, you know, we can't be hearing the this song, the this record you're working <laughs> out every night from dinner to bed, you know, let alone all day while they're away. Um, it was like, so that just started the conversation of like, you need your own space, you know? And so we talked, we, we actually looked about a lateral move, moving to a bigger house in the neighborhood, but we really love our house. We love our location. And, um, so yeah, we, my wife, I think came up with the idea of an addition. So anyway, we built the place. It was a harrowing, you know, six, seven months of like the house was a complete war zone. And then, you know, as it came together, you know, I, I produced Shelby Figueroa and, and Bliss you know, was, I guess, my sixth solo record. And it was the first time I produced myself. Right. um you know of mm-hmm. course i've sort of co-produced myself my, my ep came out in 2002 or three and i produced that um and i produced some other projects but just like I, I felt like i you know i've worked with a lot of great producers over the years i worked with richie podler in my early 20s who had done like three dog night and steppenwolf and tons of classic stuff i worked with rich zito who'd done like heart and Cheap trick mm-hmm. and um you know, and just just been working this whole time, with, just with a ton of talented people, and of course Billy Moeller I did like three or four records with, and so it just felt like my time. And and then you know, subsequently, as I started to produce other artists, I realized how much I love that and how much I love taking. Which an leads
1: artist- us to still dreaming of you, which is another. Yeah. yeah. Tell us, some, you know, why don't you yeah. set uh, still dreaming of you? Tell us something about that. Sure.
7: Well, again, in in the, you know, in the pandemic, as everything slowed down, I I just got the studio up and running in a really meaningful way. And I thought, oh, my God, you know, what the heck am I going to do with myself? Um, And so by the end of that year, I started to get into remote songwriting. And in 2021, I ended up writing about 85 songs with people all over the planet. And among them, that's a lot of songs. (laughs) It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. You know, I thought, God, if I'm gonna survive, maybe I should increase my output by like 400 percent to like have. <laughs> right. Know? But but I really enjoyed it, and and it really dawned on me because I kept thinking, oh, the muse is left, or the mood isn't right, or whatever you know excuses we make. And I thought, you know, Mick and Keith. In the height of all the bedlam, like they were getting their work done, you know, like they were writing the songs to feed the machine. And so by virtue of just, uh, you know, every morning at 10 o'clock, I just made an appointment for myself to do a write, And 99 percent of the time it we came up with great stuff. But with Senya, um, she's a Canadian. She was from Montreal and she lives in Holland and Holland has become a home away from home for me for many years. Um, I've been touring there for 17 years and um, and I'm with Warner Chappell for Europe and so they sent me a couple of artists to work with, to write with, and Senya had been on The Voice of Holland, the TV show, uh, shortly there before. I didn't know her from, you know, anything, but on our very first Zoom, we wrote this song, Still Dreaming of You, and, and like it came into the room so quickly and organically, it was a true story about like the lost love back from Canada. And um and so uh, as we wrote, I, I just started to hear the sound of this record. And so over the you know following months, we wrote more and we ended up doing her EP remotely. And I just went over to Holland uh, a couple weeks ago for the release show. And just I was like a vacuum cleaner salesman taking it to the streets because I really believe in this music. I think it wants to be it wants to reach a lot of people.
1: So we're going to take a break and we're going to take a listen to Still Dreaming of You by Senya Sargent. Produced by Shane Alexander, and we'll be right back.
8: Mark on my heart, lift your hook in me. Right from the star blinded by your. Poetry Mirrors on the ceiling, riding on the wall We were prisoners of the feeling, lost in Montreal Between us and
3: years gone by Time marches on, us soon miss lips all mine. Did I surrender all my power when I let you cut my hair? you the rose between my pages, always brings me back there
0: a show with Shane Alexander. So Shane, I see in your bio that says you were raised in Pennsylvania,
7: born in San Diego, raised in Pennsylvania. What part of Pennsylvania? Uh, actually, Western Pennsylvania, Butler. Um, uh, and I'll be there uh, this weekend. Uh, of all things, you know. Um, yeah, I was there. Uh, I was in Pennsylvania when I was a kid um, till I was in, I think, second grade. Then I was in Maryland um, from second to tenth. Then my dad had his. Third divorce and uh, moved back to Pennsylvania, finished high school. I went, went to college, dropped out of college to go do uh, GIT in Hollywood. And nice. the rest is uh, history. Sweet. Yeah. Wow.
0: So you, you, got, you got that moving around thing, set, setting your genes pretty good. That's
7: all right. <laughs> Evidently so, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, Shane, what's going on? This is Mike. Um, I have a question for you. How old were you when you first started? Uh, music, your love for music, and you wanted to actually write your own
7: stuff? Well, you know, uh, I started playing guitar at 10. Um, I was into records uh, in the single digits uh, very deeply. You know, again, my parents had split. And and I think I just took a lot of comfort in records. And, like, there was a 45 of the Beatles yesterday in our house. Mm-hmm. And so that's, like, arguably the saddest and most beautiful song of all time. <laughs> it's true. So I, I, yeah. I, so I had a lot of good vitamins early on. And, of course, in my teens, I became a total metal shredder. And when I moved to oh, L.A., yeah. you know, I had hair to my waist and a Floyd rose. Nice. And I was ready for David Coverdale's phone call, you know. Yep, um, yep, yep. And so, again, I mentioned Rich Podler, you know, he had spotted me with this instrumental band I was in, and I was a fairly gifted, uh, you know, uh, lead guitar player and um, and very melodic. You know, I could play fast, but I was melodic in the sort of David Gilmore way. And so uh, Rich had a studio in Malibu uh, called American, and so he asked me to come out and start, like, just putting leads on things he was producing. And then I ended up in this band called Young Art that he was working with, and then you know after a year or two in that band i started writing songs and and um so yeah it was in my early to early 20s i started writing but i didn't really step out to sing uh, until uh, like almost my late 20s Oh, interesting. um uh, you know being a singer was i never thought i would do that you know i literally my only plan when I came to LA was to be fabulous on guitar. And then you know, <laughs> at that time, you know, every fabulous kid with a guitar from the entire United, United States was you know, landed on Hollywood at the exact same time. So there were six foot long haired blonde guys with pointy headstocks. on every <laughs> yep, yep, um, yep. <laughs> But I'm still here, baby. So we got that going for us. That's yeah. Great. Was there
2: an event or something in your life that Changed you from just wanting to be a shredder in uh, the metal rock scene to a singer songwriter. Like, was there like a band you heard, or, or uh, an yeah, that's event? a good question.
7: Yeah, you know, again, I, I, I did start with the singer songwriter vitamins. You know, the Cat Stevens and the and the Simon yep. and a lot of important music. And then again, I was super deep into Randy Rhodes and and you know, I, I saw I saw Iron Maiden and Judas Priest when I was twelve. Um, which was, you know, blew my mind. I think you're making and a, a so, friend, Shane. You're making a <laughs> yeah. friend.
2: I, <laughs> I relate to you more than you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that fueled
7: that you know, me for many years. And honestly, yeah. uh, to, to your question, um, I think I was 19 and I saw Neil Young at the Greek solo acoustic. And, wow. Um, you know, 9,000 people and uh, like totally made me cry. Like he was so <laughs> yeah, good, yeah. And, yeah. He, and he ended the he ended the show with uh, keep on, a new song, "Keep On Rocking in the Free World." Oh wow! And the, the, he pulled the ultimate move. He it was a sing along, you know. And so, "Keep On Rocking in the Free World." Then <laughs> the audience would answer, "Keep On Rocking in the Free World." It did, goes back and forth. Then yeah. the last time was us, and he was off the stage. It was oh, like a houdini wow. trick. Wow! And the lights <laughs> came on, and we said it last. You know, and he was that's like, great. Holy, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And so again, you know, when I did that tour with Sticks and Yes, I got to come back and do the Greek solo acoustic, and oh I told the story. You know, yeah. and I'm like, man, this is cool. That's yeah, it so was a cool. beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, listen, Shane, I want to thank you uh, for spending some time with us here on the show. For everybody, uh, go out. You're gonna check out Shane Alexander's uh, music. His tour. You're gonna be touring here, correct? in Pennsylvania. Can you give us some
7: dates? Yeah, I'm playing uh, a private show in Sewickley, Pennsylvania. I'm playing this Saturday night in Pittsburgh uh, at a place called the Bridge Music Bar. Um, I'm going to come up to New York City. I'm doing the Rockwood Music Hall on Monday the 24th. I'm playing Langosta Lounge in Asbury on Thursday the 27th. And then I have a beautiful private up in Maine uh, on the 29th. ninth. That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll so be at two the, of those
5: shows, uh, Shane. I'll be in New Jersey I, and the one in New York City.
7: Oh, really I looking li- forward to it. I like your style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, but all you guys, please love love to say hello. Please keep in touch. And again, my socials are Shane Alexander Music. is just an easy way to keep in touch and see what's going on.
1: And we're going to end things tonight with the with the song Skyway Driving, which. Mm-hmm. For me, uh, this touched me because where I grew up, out in Wisconsin, we had a massive drive-in, and that was kind of like our big thing to do on the weekends, you know what I mean, was see how many people we could get in for free. But um, <laughs> and this
5: song was about Butler, am I right? Yeah, th- yeah. this song was yeah. about a, a
7: real place. And, and, you know, the thing is, you know, when I was a kid, there was a, uh, there was a drive-in uh, movie theater, And uh, not far from where we lived, uh, maybe two miles or less. And when I was a kid, they used to show like dirty movies after hours (laughs) there, and I never got to go. But the other boys in the neighborhood would tell me about it. They would like sneak through the woods, you know. And so uh, by the time I was growing up, the place was completely gone. You know, now it's a housing development. But I always loved the name, and for some reason, I'd always had it in notebooks and stuff like that over the years. I thought I would do a record or a song or a band or whatever. And who did the cover? Um, uh, uh, you mean the, the cover for the album? Yeah,
1: that's crazy. Uh, The, the girl, the naked girl with the,
7: yeah, I, again, on vinyl too, that rec, that cover looks amazing. So that's a cool story too, uh, real quick. Um, I actually came across that image online. I can't even remember where I saw it and, and I thought, oh my God, this is so cool. And I was on tour then and my old manager, I, I tasked her with finding the origin of this picture, you know? And so I was, I, I think I might've been, I mean, I don't know what year it was, um, I was on tour on the East Coast, and then finally she called me. She's like, I found it. She's like, It's a girl in Spain, and there's a website with a phone number. And so I was on the road, and she you know, gave me the number, and I, I just cold called this person. <laughs> and um, uh, uh, her name's Gima Gonzalez Lopez, and she's an amazing photographer and artist, and it's actually a self portrait.
4: Oh, and wow.
7: So, yeah. And wow. so the picture, of course, was uh, was landscape, uh, you know, was wide to begin with. But instantly in my mind, I cropped it. and I'm like, that would be the coolest album cover ever. And so I basically called, cold called this person. And I said, hi, I'm a singer-songwriter in Los Angeles. Well, I'm, I'm glad I asked image. because that's a great story. Yeah. yeah. And I said, I love your image. And if you would be interested in licensing it to me um, for my album, I would be super honored. And, and she's like, my English is not so good. Please send an email. So I sent it all in an email. And then I sent her the music, you know, this was before the record came out. And she said, it's very beautiful. Uh, you know, sh- she was in, you know, so we become that's friendly. Great. And um, yeah, so I'm very proud to have uh, her amazing image as my cover. And I just I saw it and I had to have it and somehow I got it. So that's it a, a great story. Yeah. There <laughs> you go.
1: All right. Well, listen, yeah. Shane, I I do. We do have to bid you good night because we have yep. to get out of here. But I, I do honestly want to say thank you so much for taking the time to uh, share your music and share some insight about what's happening. So, with that, I'm going to say good night and take a listen to Skyway Driving by Shane Alexander.
8: Skyway Driving by your grandma's house used to be all they talked about. It's been gone such a long time now Whatever happened to Tango Wood Where our first dance made us feel so good in my chest when I saw you in your dress. We had small town in our bloodstreams wild horses and our hearts It hurts like hell when first love falls apart Your father gave his life to coast Steel He'd take his rifle out in Nelson's field Sometimes I wonder if he's out there still He had small in his bloodstream Wild horses in his heart He never liked me much Right from the start When it's got too goddamn cold They come around make me feel so old Just fifteen with an ancient soul mm-hmm. I always wanted so much else from life it Had a west vine or west coast wave. I did my time with that small town strife Late at night I still see those faces No matter how much the time erases I'm going back, gonna see those places again Cause I've got small town in my bloodstream Wild horses in my heart no one knows you like those from your start If you've got small town in your bloodstream Then you know it's all the truth There ain't no better way to waste your
2: use Hello everybody and welcome, you're listening to My Walter Lee What up? This is the IRS calling you. <laughs> oh wonderful. And we are um we have a discrepancy with your taxes of the last 3 years.
9: <laughs> What's up, well, man? I am, a, I am a musician that would make a lot of sense. It would it
2: would actually you should change your name right. You're not going to do be in a lot of trouble with the IRS.
4: <laughs> Cindy kick.
2: We are going to send
0: the FBI. <laughs>
2: Oh my god, so what's up man, you are on Mike's Music Box at this very moment, you are uh, my second guest, so I have been just reconnecting with you over the weekend, I just, man, realized how much of an amazing musician and singer you are, man, so I I wanted to have you on here and kind of share your music, especially this amazing song you wrote with, with the world, so... Well, thanks. Yeah, yeah. So, real quick here. Uh, These people. um, I've been listening to it all day. I made breakfast to it. I mean, it was fantastic.
9: Um, (laughs) That's a nice breakfast-making song.
2: It is, it is. And on so many different levels, um, this song is so upbeat and happy, and then when you really listen to it, I think you really start to hear what you're saying. And it's so relatable especially for artists or just maybe um introverts in a way
7: i don't know if you
2: meant that but definitely the artist aspect i know you meant because i you know duh
9: yeah yeah it's literally the entertain these people is like one of the main lyrics in that song but yeah it's it's uh you know it's from working in the service industry really i mean i've worked in the service industry my whole life
4: Mm-hmm.
9: So and also trying to be an artist and a musician at the same time, trying to find all that downtime you can, but just keep getting interrupted by things. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was just, I was just, I was, I was literally write, trying to write a song, and the, you know, the the things that you hear is like pretty much exactly how it happened. Where someone walked in for a haircut, and I was writing something. <laughs> I was like, this couldn't have been any better, perfect timing, right here. Right. So and it's like you know it's nothing against anybody personally but it's just you know it's just how just how i felt in the moment so i was just like i'm just gonna write it whatever yeah
2: yeah because you really balance the lyrics like the meaning of of what you're saying and there's an honesty to it where it's it's not negative at all and that's what's it's man it's pretty pretty genius actually um so yeah so what what do you have going on like what's been going
9: on with you so uh, lately, this, these, these past couple months, I've been working pretty hard on this big Halloween show that we're doing in Strasbourg, um, okay. in Strasbourg, PA. Yeah. Uh, so right now we're doing a bunch of covers, like learning a bunch of cover stuff. Okay. We're doing a, bit, we're doing a, a Stranger Things themed concert. So it's all 80s music and stuff.
4: Oh, very cool.
9: Super, super cool. But on a, also on the side, I'm doing a, big, a new duo with my good friend Ian Kirk. Oh, um, nice. And we're doing all original music with that, too. Um, some covers too, just so we can play some gigs and make some side cash and stuff. But
2: right, um, um, dude, I can't wait to hear that.
9: Yeah, oh yeah, it's gonna be good. We're excited.
2: So, where can where can anybody just pick this song up somewhere? Like, uh, add it to a Spotify list or, or...
9: yeah. So I used, uh, you know, I used a DistroKid to release it, so it should be available on everything.
3: Fantastic. Um, so, under Spotify, Walter Lee, Apple, right?
9: Under Walter Lee, yep. Um, if you search Walter Lee Music on Google my website pops up but it should be like you know uh, scroll down a little bit the single's like right there
2: very cool very cool Mm -hmm. cool man Um,
1: so we're gonna take a listen
2: yeah we're definitely gonna check this out and everybody download and add this song to your Spotify list and Walter Lee thank you so much and I'm sure we'll hear from you again soon hell yeah thanks guys Mm
10: While I sit and wait for the day to end, I get little jams inside of my head that I write down just to hear how it sounds, till I get distracted. Five to four, someone opens the door and interrupts my flow, but he didn't know that I was feeling good with all that I had. Written down in my notepad I wish he could help me out But that would be weird to have some random guy Try and help me with my head Which he knows nothing about He'll probably get scared and run away I get so mad When I have to entertain these people And I can't be glad Until I get rid of these people And I won't talk back Because I need these people Yeah, I'll just sit back And I'll talk to these people Till they go away Till they go away 32 days since I played this song It's been far too long Where could I have gone wrong? Oh well, it's the end of the day If I pack up now I could get out early Why do I think it would be so easy To be on my way without someone who will say Am I troubling you by coming in late? No way But a liar and a sham I want to go home but stuck here I am I get so mad when I have to entertain these people I can't be glad until I get rid of these people No, I won't talk back because I need these people Yeah, I'll just sit back and I'll talk people till they go away, till they go away. who only talk back, yeah, understand you people, you will just sit back and I'll sing to you people till they come around, till they come around, yeah, they come around, they come around, yeah,
5: ladies and gentlemen. In today's fast-paced digital world, not only have the players changed, the game is no longer the same. Independent artists today must launch their own career without the backing of the majors or a big budget. They must promote it to radio themselves. Music and film understands this. We know where artists are coming from, where they want to go, and what they need to do to get there. We reach 250,000 radio stations in 180 countries. We are hands down the largest in the business. Please email promotions at musicandfilm dot com that's music with a k with a k with
0: a k it's time for the spotlight portion of our show where we showcase debut singles and returning guests and your host is donna Galucci. so here we go
5: hey everybody donna freaking galuchi <laughs> <laughs>
3: everyone i can't do it <laughs> she's like I, I was
0: half tempted to just let it like drag out to like it's nail biting in. But... I can't even help myself. Oh,
5: how funny. <laughs> so, hey, how's everybody doing? <laughs> hey, we're doing. All right. Cool. We have a really cool song called No More. By the Honest Heart Collective today.
0: Love
1: these kids.
0: Honest Heart Collective. Yes, yeah. they were on,
5: They're a they Canadian were, band. You
1: remember them? I don't know if you remember them, but they they were a lot of fun, and they really we really had a good time with them. That right. was back in my early days, right, there, right? Right. That was one of the. Yeah. I don't I think I was say, here for that. No, you yeah. weren't on the show at the time, but. Yeah. No, they and they've been like, they were super supportive and just a lot of fun. But they're really. <laughs> coming into their own and they're really you know like gaining traction so
5: yeah this is their third album it's called more harm It uh, just came out on october 8th a very heavy stuff on this uh, album very um well, they're personal young and songs I think
1: they're exploring you know how yeah. that goes yeah. mike you know yeah. when you're
5: but they're like exploring like mental health issues friendship issues mm. very introspective uh very heavy stuff and especially this song called no more it's the last song on the album and I think it's about you know living with your demons, and uh, it's very raw and personal. Great acoustic playing by Ryan McDonald, really really cool. But uh, I love him. it's a very I, I heavy just song. Love the voice, very heavy I, song. Yeah.
1: yeah, incredible. The the vocals on this
5: track are yeah, absolutely. Cool.
1: You know, you you when you have you have talent or you don't have talent, but when you don't need a lot of music behind you, to me. And your vocals Vocals stand? carry
5: the whole song, yeah.
1: You can't
5: yeah, replace absolutely. that. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, and um, I had read um, where um, Ryan had said, the way the song, it's the last song on the album, and the way the song ends and the first song begins, so if you kind of play this on a loop, like you'll be listening to this album forever because just the way it flows into mm. each other, so... It's very cool. Good. Everybody should check that. it out.
1: I'd like to remind you that The Balcony Show is proudly produced right here at Rockhard Studios in Stroudsburg. For all your musical production
5: needs, check them out at rockhardstudios.com. So we're going to listen to this particular song called No More by Honest Heart Collective.
11: If I were you yeah, I'd hate me I promised to the world the burned to die for all to see. Well, a few friends have already said it But the word's caught in your mouth Hey, brother, I'd understand If you let your darkness out Lest my time anyway After 27 years I'd have dug my grave But I stuck around for another Cause I was too scared to swing Sometimes I feel like Grandpa With that shotgun in his mouth I wouldn't want you to find me So I arranged for someone else Runs are in life, drive aside, and I'm done. Well, so it's hard to work with a soul that thinks it's all to run. Sorry. I
1: And you're back on the balcony show and we've come to the ending of another really great show. The music in this show was stellar. Thank you to Walter Lee. Thank you to Shane Alexander. Thank you, Donna, for you know, reaching out and um getting him well, Oh absolutely
5: that really cool. guy
1: Really cool. I, I can't wait to see what he produces and what comes next up. Yeah. You know, yeah, his, me too. And I know I he's working on stable, some, some new that's stuff, not the right and word, I'm really looking
5: forward to uh, from his to hearing from him. And I'm really looking forward to his live shows next week. So, well, take pictures. Oh, I will, <laughs> and videos. <laughs> I will share. <laughs> so, I'd like to remind
1: you that we are in the hunt for uh, holiday music on our Reverb Nation campaign. Uh, so, if you have any holiday music. Go to Reverb Nation and get it to us. We are definitely going to be playing some cool holiday. And and doesn't have to be just Christmas.
0: Mm-hmm. It can be
1: like if what? you know Hanukkah music. <laughs> Hanukkah Yamka Kippur, President's Kwanzaa.
0: Day. Yeah, you know. Well,
1: no, it's for the holidays. So Yule, if you celebrate Yule um, or oh. you know what I mean? Hanukkah, what's the other Kwanzaa?
0: Yeah, no songs about ritual sacrifice though. We're, we're <laughs> kind of past <laughs> that now. I'm a <laughs> <fan>. <laughs>
1: Anyways, um, and I think that's it. So, with right, that,
0: right now all the Norwegian else? death metal bands are like, damn it. <laughs> damn <Yeah>. it.
4: <laughs> oh,
1: I like that
4: it I was ready. <laughs> On
1: that note, good night, everybody, from the balcony show. We'll catch you next week.
3: Capture your picture
0: What's up?